0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Boosting Games podcast. I'm your host Cedric, and today I have a very, very special guest with me uh, for this first episode. Now, this person is someone I consider to be my brother. I consider as a mentor. I consider as, or oh, he is, my fitness and competition coach. And Raúl, it's an absolute pleasure to have you on the show.
1: Thanks, brother. I appreciate it, man. I'm excited to be here, and. Uh... I want to see uh, everything that we're going to be talking about today. I'm excited. I know we have a good podcast coming up and uh, let's get it, man. All right.
0: So Raul, the very first question I have for you is, who is Raul or how would you describe yourself?
1: Oh man, Uh, Raul is a guy that was born in Venezuela, had a little something, came to America because of politics in Venezuela at the age of 15 and had nothing. Um, other than a really good, uh, education, good ethic and, uh, and good values. Uh, and, and, but the vision was big. Uh, it's something that I'm still working on, something that, uh, I'm proud of being where I am, but I know where I want to get, but, uh, the hustle is there, man. And, uh, you know, uh, never had any Raúl never had any, um, anything that would stop him, Mm -hmm. you know, as a mentality. Mm -hmm. So. There's always a way of getting what you want to get. Mm. So that's where we are, man.
0: And how did that, how did that mentality come about? I mean, someone who came to America at the age of 15, I came here at the age of 18, right? Mm-hmm. 15 years old, like, where did you find that drive? Where, where was this mentality of you're gonna get, go after whatever it is that you, you want and you're gonna achieve it? Like, where did you get yeah. all that from?
1: So, um Growing up, like I said, I had you know we we weren't uh, we weren't rich by any means. You know there was always food on the table, and uh, but uh, there were a lot of things that you know I always saw that I wanted, and some things we just couldn't afford. My parents couldn't afford, you know. Mm. Then coming to uh, to the United States, uh, you know everything really really clicked uh, when um, I couldn't afford to finish school, mm. you know, and uh, uh, and that's when I was like, man, like one, I don't want this for my kids. Uh, two. I know where I want to get and I don't want money to be an issue. You know. This was
0: back in college?
1: This is back uh, right before college, yeah. Okay. So um, I didn't have a scholarship because uh, one, I wasn't a citizen. Mm-hmm. So uh, um, it, it, you basically just had to pay for school, mm-hmm. you know? And that the schools that I wanted to go to you know, I got accepted at Georgia Tech, bro, mm. and uh, my parents just couldn't afford for me to go to Georgia Tech. Mm-hmm. You know, so for mechanical engineering, <laughs> actually, mm-hmm. and uh, and then when I went to uh, Kennesaw State University, um, they basically told me, hey, instead of paying eighteen hundred dollars or twenty one hundred dollars a semester, uh, because you're not a citizen, you're gonna have to pay eleven thousand dollars a semester. Mm. And my parents were like, dude, I'm sorry, we like we can afford that, you mm-hmm. know. So. Um, I self-studied, basically, like I told my, my friends that were doing the same uh, um, degree that I, that, that, that I wanted to do, mm-hmm. hey, just give me the syllabus every semester, tell me what books you're buying, and mm-hmm. I'll buy the same books, now i just self-study. Mm-hmm. And that's what I did, you know? And, uh, however, um, it, it, was, it, it was a money thing then, and uh, so money's always been a big driver of mine, mm-hmm. just because, you know, happiness doesn't buy money and whatever, mm-hmm. but to me, it's like, I want to be able to do things when I want to do them, with mm-hmm. whoever I want to do them, for mm-hmm. as long as I want to do them, mm-hmm. and not have to be concerned with money. So it's more about, like, freedom of time, mm-hmm. basically, as a driver. Um, yeah, yeah. So
0: since you couldn't get into college, like, what did you do? Did you find a job or, you know, working for your family? Like, how yeah. was that?
1: So uh, when I was in high school, I had a full-time job and a part-time job okay. all the way through. College, it was the same thing. Uh, but when I got into college... Uh, through my associate's degree, okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, then I was able to pay uh, in-state tuition. Mm-hmm. Uh, so my first two years, my associate's degree, I was able to uh, to afford basically, but when I was there, I had a full-time job and I was already working on my side jobs, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, my side hustles basically, mm-hmm. slash trying to uh, make a business. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, that's also when I started my nutrition uh, business mm-hmm. where I did nutrition for about a year and a half for mm-hmm. free mm-hmm. just to be able to build a portfolio mm-hmm and uh then it started to grow slowly took Mm -hmm. about four years three four years Mm -hmm. before it actually started bringing in some money Mm. you know
0: how old were you at this time
1: man this is back in uh 2007 when i started doing nutrition so Mm -hmm. uh 14 years ago i was 18
0: okay so that brings me to my next question (laughs) like how do we even meet do you remember
1: oh man you're killing me bro (laughs) uh we met oh dude you tell me, bro. <laughs> do, you do you remember? I remember. Oh man, what are you gonna do me like that? <laughs> <laughs> I remember
0: because uh, who, who was it? It was me and Anthony. Uh uh-huh. So this is what happened. Anthony wanted I was to compete. Bring up Anthony. Uh-huh. Anthony wanted to compete, and uh, you know he was my my gym partner. Yeah. So he asked me if I knew anybody who would like coach him or a competitor or something. That's Right. That's and right. I was like, you know what? I do know. I have a friend who actually competes. Uh-huh. So let me talk to my friend and see who if was he- that friend. Reese.
1: Oh, that's right. That was Reese. It's because of Reese. So yeah, that's so right. I hit
0: up Reese, and uh, Reese was like, "Yeah, man, uh this is my coach's number. So give it to Anthony, and then yeah, you know, yeah, they can link that's up. That's right. And so what I did was, of course, give the number to Anthony. Anthony was like, "Hey, man." Do you want to come with me and let's go meet this coach? Yeah, that's <laughs> and right. And I was like, all right, cool. So we came over to Starbucks. Yeah, Do you know where? That's at? right. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Absolutely, bro. Do you absolutely. remember? The yeah, no, 100%, bro. Um, uh, percent. Paces Ferry? No, it wasn't the one in Paces. I think it was the one in, uh, on exit uh, 12, 16 uh, South Cup where the new development is. Okay,
0: yeah. yeah. That, that was it. So we yeah. met out there. And, you know, you of course, you, you, you looked at us. You gave us some emails and stuff like that. And that was pretty much it. Yeah, that's
1: right. Yeah, that's right. So guys, the funny thing—I uh-huh. thought you weren't serious, by the way. When we first met, yeah, like, "This guy's not gonna last." Nah, I yeah. wasn't. I
0: wasn't serious, you know. Because, <laughs> I mean, I enjoyed working on and everything, but I just didn't want to bother with the with, with doing competitions and stuff like that's that, right. you know. But I think after I went to the first show and I won like the overall and everything <laughs> like that, I was just hooked. Yeah,
1: you and Reese both, man. Y'all cleaned the house in the yeah, first show. Yeah,
0: we we I took everything. That's right. All right, right. so um as you introduce yourself, you know, we've, we've talked about your background or like where you came from. And, um, the next thing I want to really ask you is, you know, um, I also mentioned that you are my, my fitness coach, right Mm -hmm. now in terms of fitness, like how can people get into it Because what I've seen is a lot of people, they tend to lose motivation, right? They will say, okay, it's a new year or they have something coming up. And, you know, you see them like Mm -hmm. working out, working out, working out, and all of a sudden they just fall off, Mm -hmm. right? Now, with you being um, a coach Mm -hmm. and you've had a lot of time in the fitness industry, like what would you tell someone who's facing this kind of struggle so
1: so i i think the problem is how you look at it you know like you and i look at it uh, as a hobby as something fun like it's your outlet you know Mm -hmm. you go you work out your mind is just on what you're doing you're having fun it's almost like when you're racing cars like Your mind is there; it's not anywhere else, right? Mm -hmm. You're not thinking about work. You're not thinking about problems. You're not thinking about anything. Mm -hmm. Um, I I always compare fitness and going to the gym and working out to somebody that plays tennis or somebody that golfs. You know, like you don't just say, "Oh man, I really don't want to be playing uh, these tennis matches this week," or Mm -hmm. "I mean, I really don't want to go out with my boys and Mm -hmm. like you know uh, go do like you know ten holes today or whatever." You know, like golf. So it's the same thing. It's like that motivation has to come from the inside. So. A lot of people look at fitness as, uh, you know, going to a gym as like, well, I have to because I want to look a certain way, mm-hmm. but, and most of the time, these people are going to come more from a, I want to lose fat approach, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and, and at the end of the day, it's like, it, it doesn't necessarily always have to be the gym. Like, mm-hmm. just find something that you like. If you like cycling, if mm-hmm. you like kayaking, mm-hmm. if you like swimming, like, just go for that. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be weights, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, um, so to me, that that's always been my approach: is just find the one thing that you like, mm-hmm. and then that way it's a hobby. It's mm-hmm. not just a, a, chore like a chore or something yeah. that, that you have to do. You mm-hmm. don't have to do what you don't want to do. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, we all have goals, and if your goal is, you know, just fat, let's just pick something that mm-hmm. uh, some type of activity that you're gonna enjoy. Power mm-hmm. walks with your dogs every day. Mm-hmm. You know, like whatever. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, to when it comes to building muscle I think people enjoy it uh, mm-hmm. more they look forward to it mm-hmm. you know um um, and just set realistic expectations too. Mm-hmm. a lot of people think they can go for you know zero to six in the gym and you know in, in three months and look it completely different and yeah. it's just not realistic bro like how long have you been training you know to you do.
0: at least eight years right now. right right yeah. and uh,
1: I started in 2007 mm-hmm. you know and uh, so it's like I can't have somebody come to me and say I want to look like Cedric in a year it's yeah. like it's not going to happen yeah. you know so you, just get, you can be lean you can gain some muscle mm-hmm. but you're not going to like build a freaking statue in a freaking in three months or That's a true. year That's right. You know, and people get the scores because of that.
0: Okay. Now, another thing is the dieting part. You know, a lot of people, Mm -hmm. even in the gym, you know, I'll meet people that I see them in the gym every day. Like every time I go to the gym, they're the regulars. I see them (laughs) all the time. Right. And they always look the same. And they always look the same. Uh And you know, they'll ask me like, Hey man, what have you been eating? Because you know, let's say a month ago or two months ago, you're just looking like this and now you're Mm -hmm. looking like that. Mm -hmm. And of course I'm a competitor, right? So I have to eat certain kind of way and train a certain, mm-hmm. certain type of way, but these guys, they ask me, like, man, I've been eating, a, I eat the same thing you eat. I eat chicken, I eat uh, rice, and yeah. I, I don't I'm not seeing results. Like, what would you tell so, these people? So,
1: from personal experience, um, I would say probably 80% of the people that come to me because they want to gain muscle or because they want to lose fat mm-hmm. are actually under-eating. Mm-hmm. Okay, so... What people think when it comes to, and I'll hit fat loss in this uh, right now because it's most people, uh, when people think about fat loss, they think, well, the less I eat, the more I should be cutting down, right? And that's Mm. actually not true. The less you eat, the slower metabolism you have. Mm. So yeah, you can drop weight quick the first two, three days, but Mm -hmm. after that, your metabolism is adjusting. Now you're going to require less calories Mm. in order to maintain what you have or to even burn even less calories, right? So um, the, the, what I normally see with people is they have an extremely strict diet or mm-hmm. a very low calorie mm-hmm. diet for a few days and then they're like, oh, I'm freaking starving. Mm-hmm. Like I can't do this, so they eat something, you know? Okay, no. L- not to cut you off, yeah. but,
0: but you made an interesting point that I kind of want to touch mm-hmm. upon. So for people that are actually eating less, let's say because of their job, right? They're very, very busy. Mm-hmm. They can only eat once or twice a day, mm-hmm. right? and they're gaining weight, mm-hmm. right? Or sometimes, even if they're working out, they're not hitting their goals. Like, are you, t- are you saying that sometimes with, with them not eating enough calories can cause them uh, weight gain? So,
1: so if you're under eating or not having enough nutrients, your metabolism slows down. What happens is when it slows down, then you're not as efficient, you know? So, uh, I'm sorry, you become more efficient. Mm-hmm. Uh, so now uh, you're going to require less and less food mm-hmm. in order for you to see results, and uh, so, people that have jobs where they can only eat, say, once or mm-hmm. twice, like uh, I have clients that are nurses, mm-hmm. you know, they do 12 hour shifts mm-hmm. and they're literally on the freaking go. Mm-hmm. So, what I tell them is, hey, have a solid meal before you go, have a solid meal after, mm-hmm. and then in your shift, mm-hmm. uh, you know, snack on uh, uh, obviously portioned, mm-hmm. but uh, uh, nuts and seeds, mm-hmm. uh, protein powder, super easy, protein mm-hmm. bars are super easy, mm-hmm. um, and, and just you know, like stuff that you can put in your scrub, basically in your pockets, you know. So you can always, man, uh, somehow manage to get a snack here and there. You know, like protein powder, dude, for example, I say because it's the easiest. You pour water in it. You can chug that on the way to the bathroom, bro. You That's know, right. and uh, uh, almonds and stuff, a, a protein bar. You can like take a bite, put it back in your pocket, you know, in between customers and stuff. Um, if you have the ability to go to the bathroom at least every two and a half or three hours, you can put a snack in, mm. you know? And uh, and at the end of the day, um, even if you didn't, even if you had one meal and then another meal after, mm-hmm. it, it's not the consistency of how often you're eating these meals, it's the amount of food that you eat at the end of the day and what kind of nutrients you're putting in your body. That's what makes the difference. I've had clients before, not right now, I had clients before, this doctor, he was doing dinner only, just one meal a day, mm-hmm. and he was freaking shredded, dude. He was like, dude, at four, he was 42 then, I think he's... a. Uh, uh, almost 50 now, but uh, uh, he was a dude I'm more shredded than when I was wrestling back in high school, bro. Mm-hmm. You know, eating one meal a day. So it's not how often you eat, it's what you eat, mm. you know? So, okay,
0: so it's more about what you eat absolutely okay
1: your body our bodies don't work in a two three hour uh, or a 24 hour um schedule mm-hmm. you know we do mm-hmm. our bodies don't mm-hmm. we look at it more as like what do you eat throughout the week basically or every like three days or so that's kind of like how our bodies actually work
0: so okay so switching sides to the to someone who is a competitor mm-hmm. right they have to eat i don't know two hours three hours why why is that
1: uh protein so, um, there's no way that you could have one meal a day and pound 150, 200 grams of protein in one meal on mm. top of everything else that you have to eat. So, mm. competitors, one, they tend to eat more food than uh, your average individual. Uh, the uh, protein intake needs to be a little bit higher, and that makes it harder to eat less meals. That's honestly the only reason why. Okay. So, uh, once again, I mean, you know, in a meal, you could probably do 50, if you're a guy, 50 to 80 grams of protein. Is it
0: because of what the body can take?
1: Ah, oh, I mean, like, could or, you really eat 200 grams of protein no, in a sitting? No. <laughs> there you no, go. Way. no way. <laughs> <laughs> on top of all the other macros yeah. and stuff that you're saying, so, no, you can't, man, you know. Um, it, it, so, th- that would make it very uncomfortable, honestly. And that's, I mean, truthfully, I mean, protein is the hardest uh, micronutrient to digest. Mm. It requires a lot of stomach acid. Mm-hmm. And you can only produce so much. So, plus protein takes about 18 hours to digest fully, mm. you know, 12 to 18, depending on uh, your blood type and uh, the type of uh, stomach acid that you have. So... Mm makes it, you know, harder to digest that kind of protein.
0: Okay. So in terms of, we've talked about um, diet and uh, diet and nutrition, we've talked about fitness. So the takeaway that I got from this is, you know, for fitness, mm-hmm. you know, don't, like, people shouldn't just limit themselves by saying, okay, you know, I want to look good or um, I'm just going to go to the gym, right? Mm-hmm. They can find other things that they're um, interested in, in yep. ter- like cycling or swimming and even or even at the gym okay.
1: classes uh the trx things that they have on the walls mm-hmm. uh, spin i mean do there some it doesn't others?
0: have to be weight it
1: does not absolutely not
0: okay and then uh in terms of the dieting too uh depends on how busy they are just make sure that you're getting a nice balanced meal yep. you know maybe a couple times uh during the day yep. uh include some snacks in there yep.
1: Don't under eat and mm-hmm. get nutrients in. okay
0: all right and um the next question that i have for you is Raul, you know, I've known you for quite some time now, and I, I just see the incredible things that you don't want in terms of, like, businesses, right? Mm-hmm. Um, just knowing you alone, I've seen you start Fit, mm-hmm. um, uh, the Helticians, I believe that's yep what's yep. called. Uh, I, I see you're a part of that. And also, maybe this might be a, a different episode for you and your brother, but even Cartersville, um, Cartersville Trucks, trucks yeah. right? And uh, any other businesses you want to tell us about? <laughs> so uh, in
1: 2019, man, I had 11 LLCs. And uh, um, actually, um, it, it was a lot, it was stressful. Um, uh, when the Healthficient's uh, idea came around uh, April 2020, mm-hmm. I actually told Ashlyn, I was like, hey, we need to uh, uh, condense You know, uh, the businesses that I have that I need to put a lot of energy into. Uh, that are not necessarily making money right now. Mm-hmm. I'm just gonna like kind of like stop them for now or mm-hmm. just put them on the side or whatever and Then the businesses that are just barely making money, but they require a lot of energy or the next step is a big step uh, I'm just gonna like basically put on the side. Mm-hmm. So uh, or stop mm-hmm. honestly, mm-hmm. so uh, 2020 was a crazy year man because I wanted to put a lot of energy into the health issues mm-hmm. uh, Which is a medical spa basically um, we um, uh, we went down to six LLCs mm. and it was hard because some of these, you know, websites and, and products and businesses, you know, like you pour your heart into it, you know, like you have a lot of uh, love when you're building these uh, businesses, mm-hmm. but you just got to, you know, kind of like balance out. That's you right. Know? And that's one person I can only do so much, mm-hmm. you know, and my thing is you can only do so much by yourself and so build teams. Mm-hmm. Uh, however, when you have up and coming businesses, uh, it requires a lot of, you know, you, you know, mm. as the creator of the company to pretty much get everything going. And so I kind of picked and choose my okay. my businesses.
0: Sounds good. Now, for the average person, right? Yeah. How can they get into starting their own business or, you know, like you've done it, like you said, 2019 alone, you created 11 LLCs. I did,
1: I, didn't cre- I had 11 LLCs. Okay. I didn't create them in 2019. I would have been crazy, man. <laughs> uh, here, here's my thing, though. Uh, And just so you and anybody that's listening to this uh, uh, know, every single one of the businesses that I'm involved with that I own or that I've done Mm -hmm. are things that I 100% absolutely love. Mm -hmm. Uh, I never do, you know, like I have people, I have a lot of friends that are into, uh, that own huge construction companies who are like, dude, Make a roofing company. I'll send you all my contracts. You'll make a crap ton of money. It's not my thing. Mm. You know, it's easy money. It's mm-hmm. just not my thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, so to me, it's like unless it's something that I absolutely love, mm-hmm. I'm not gonna do it. Basically, and uh, and that's how to me. That's why it's easy to be able to shuffle the stuff that I do because mm-hmm. I, I really like it. You know, mm-hmm. I do that. I never feel like I work, bro. Mm-hmm. You know, like I legit enjoy every single thing that I do. Mm-hmm. And uh, so for those that want to start their own business, it's like. Find something that you love, mm-hmm. you know, like, and, and if there's a need, you know, like, don't do something unless it's going to change somebody's life, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So if there's a need, then, and it's something that you like, then freaking, you know, start working on it, do it, you know, come up with a plan, uh, take your time doing it right, and then just, you know, when, it, when you get home from work, instead of, you know, watching TV, like, just work on your how stuff, you, though, you know, TV you... doesn't give yeah. you anything, by the way, True. you know, mm-hmm. um, uh, you, you've known me for how long and... I've uh, I've never had direct TV. Yeah. I never had anything that uh, TV that we have on downstairs mm-hmm. is actually free TV, and yeah. we just have it playing because of the dogs. That's right. And uh, about, uh, and just for background noise. But I dude, I've sat down and watched TV probably six, seven times with Ashlyn since we've been together for like over eight years now. Wow. It, it it's just a waste of time, you know. So to me, it's like let's do something that's gonna make us better or whatever. There's downtime, of course. You okay. Know? but uh you just man just you just gotta find what you like what you want and uh, uh and you know if there's a need then you need to fill it you mm-hmm. know
0: so when you get home from work or you know you being all over the city right what do you do in that downtime do you do you are you someone who reads a lot like, you know so uh, you, utilize as the you can see
1: behind me actually the stack of books um no i, I love to man. um I, I think because of the amount of stuff that I have going on, I make it harder. It makes it harder for me to like sit down and read. Mm-hmm. You know, although I should, um, and I think I just need to really get to it. Mm-hmm. But um, man, I get home, dude, and. Uh, I'm legit. If I'm not working, I'm just uh, spending time with uh, Ashlyn, with the dogs, mm-hmm. uh, soon to be with a kid, mm-hmm. and uh, um, or just working on my car, just doing stuff that I like. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, when it comes to working on the businesses, like I said, I I enjoy it, man. So it could be nine o'clock and I'm like working on something, mm-hmm. but it's stuff that, like I said, I, I truly enjoy, like working on diets, working on you know whatever, anything that has to do with health. Like mm-hmm. to me, just looking at stocks, studying mm-hmm. stocks. You know, mm-hmm. like I love that stuff. Mm-hmm. You know. So I never feel like I'm working legit, and um, and that's kind of how my day goes. But I do have a lot of uh, chill time, downtime, uh, time with my friends, because uh, you have to have that, you know? That
0: time, yeah.
1: Absolutely. Okay. So, but everybody's got time, though. Everybody's got time. If you have time to watch TV, you 100% absolutely have time. If you have time to be on Instagram for two hours every night, you absolutely have time. Okay. You know? So um, unless you are cooking, cleaning, doing laundry, uh, you know, taking care of your your kids, squatting focus, that's not actually not a legit excuse <laughs> either because you mm-hmm. can still multitask. Uh, then it's like you absolutely have time. I see. Yeah.
0: Okay. I want to touch a bit, little bit on high fit, right? Yeah. What is high fit, and um, if you want to throw in like how people can do a little bit more research on high fit, or what's the goal of high fit, like? tell us a little bit about that so
1: high fit started because in 20 late 2016 early 2017 because there was this gap in the supplement industry where you have products that were extremely good mm-hmm. but extremely expensive and you have products that were extremely cheap but really crappy products mm-hmm. okay with extremely expensive good marketing mm-hmm and uh and i said well i know better uh i've been in the supplement industry since uh dude for over 10 years and uh and i said i know making great products doesn't cost that much so um i wanted to fill that gap and that's kind of how it started shortly after uh i told ashlyn uh i, I was competing actually then i was uh, i think one or two weeks out and ashlyn gets home and she i forgot what she said and i was like man all like hangry cranky and stuff you know And she's like, what's wrong with you? And I'm like, nothing. I'm freaking hangry over here. And she said, well, that's your choice. And then uh, she kind of did her thing and I did my thing. And then it hit me. I was like, that's my choice. Like, I hate how I feel because I'm starving, you know. And I know there's a lot of kids in the world who are starving and they have no choice, Mm. you know. So um, after the competition, I told Ashlyn I wanted to uh, somehow be able to help those kids mm-hmm. and she said, "Well, you know we have the the high fit supplements mm-hmm. going on. why don't we uh, apply for a 501c3 basically and do like a high fit foundation mm-hmm. where we can feed starving kids mm-hmm. from around the world mm-hmm. And that, so that came around with high fit so, I like to say Hy-Fit is a supplement company, but there there's a lot more to it than just supplements. Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. uh, there's a lot going on in the background that people have no, no idea, idea of what's yeah. going on, mm-hmm. and uh, that we're doing. Um, we donated uh, over ten thousand meals uh, last year, mm-hmm. um, and uh, we're working on some other big stuff. You know, and uh, and it's about helping too, man. You know, so but that's Hyfet, dude. It's it's a community, um, and uh, it's uh, we have obviously supplements. Uh we have a team and uh it's just fun. It's just uh the, the healthy fitness uh approach that has an outreach. Okay. Basically.
0: Sounds good. Now another thing is briefly uh uh-huh.
1: healthy. uh medical spa uh I've been going to uh Heather who's been an esthetician for about twenty years. Uh, I've been seeing her for about four or five years, really good friends with her and uh um I saw her earlier this year, and uh, I told her Heather, like I think that we could make your business way better if we were to implement, uh, you know, almost like a medical side to it, you know. And uh, she loved the idea. We talked, partner what was, up.
0: What was Heather doing at the time? She
1: uh, so esthetician stuff. So she was doing uh, facials, microdermabrasion, a microneedling, everything that has to do with skin and uh, face, basically uh, beauty and health, right? Mm-hmm. And, uh, uh, so I wanted to incorporate the medical aspect of it. So things like Botox, fillers, hormone replacement therapy, uh, PRP, uh, hair restoration, things like that. Mm-hmm. And, uh, uh, IV therapy. Mm-hmm. So we added all of that stuff and we just almost like put this crazy freaking awesome one-stop shop together when it, for, for health. Obviously nutrition is in there. Functional nut- nutrition is in there. Food sensitivity testing, all that stuff is in there. Okay. And that's kind of how how it uh, came around. People are loving it. We're uh, looking at uh, doing a second location in the next uh, couple of months okay. actually, and uh, so that's coming up too. But um, yeah, man, that's the health issues. Just a one-stop shop for uh, for looking good. Okay, <laughs> and, and living forever. <laughs> sounds good.
0: Then the last thing that I want to talk uh, touch upon, you know. We probably have to have a, a second episode of, of this uh, chat here. Oh, boy. But um, the last thing I wanted to t- touch upon is your hobbies. You know, I of course, I follow you on Instagram. We all see how you go about your day. Um, mm-hmm. And I see you have a lot of passion for, like, cars and stuff like that, right? All oh, your life, brother. Like, yeah. where did that come from? And, you know, this year, are we going to see a new car in your driveway? Like, of course. How, oh, and the good thing is, How are you even able to afford all these nice toys? Like, you know, share some of that tips with us. Good
1: good question. Good question. So, all right. So, I am that guy. That saw freaking Fast and the Furious, bro, back in like 2003 (laughs) or so. When it came out in '98, I never saw it until like 2003. Okay, and I was like, man, this is kind of cool, you know. So uh, I actually had a little part-time job. 2003 is when I came to the United States, Mm -hmm. and I got a little part-time job on my buddy who had a tune shop. He was working on Fast and the Furious type cars. Okay, and I and that's when I got exposed to the to the cars, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, and I loved it, man. And uh, it just became this big, big. Passion of mine. I've always been into cars since then. I've always had some type of fun cars, basically, uh, all over the board. Mm. Like uh, dude, all types of cars. What was your first car? Uh, two thousand Eclipse V six show winner, best of the show. Eclipse. Uh, Eclipse V six. So the
0: second gen. Yeah, buddy. Yeah, okay. Yeah. And,
1: uh, uh, you know, I had about 200 horsepower. Okay. So, uh I,
0: suicide though.
1: No, 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 no. I didn't go like that. My, I was all about performance and a clean look. Man. Okay. Uh, then I went into an S13 with a fully built SR20 that uh, caught on fire. Then I went into an S14 with an RB25. Then I went to the Corvettes. Then I kind of shuffled around between a lot of cars because I was starting the dealership then. Mm-hmm. And,. Uh, uh, I'm trying to remember then I went into the uh, stage 3 single turbo Porsche mm-hmm. that I had uh, and then it's just kind of like being all over man uh, the Aston mm-hmm. uh, the older Porsche I mm-hmm. uh, have something really cool coming up uh, this year and i uh, um, so I'm working on that right what's,
0: now. What's the fate of the Aston? Is that gonna stay?
1: Yeah, man, the Aston's gonna stay. I just put nitrous in it, and uh, um, Aston's here to stay for a little bit. I honestly, I bought it as a weekend car, and I love the car so much. Man, I've been it's daily driving daily. it. Yeah. So it, it, it's 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 fun. It's a classic car. It's six speed manual. Mm-hmm. I'm a purist, mm-hmm. and uh, um, to me, I, I it just drives so good. I love the car. Uh-huh. You know, uh, it's actually somewhat comfortable in a sense too. So, uh,
0: yeah. Yeah. So, all right. Well, like I said, I, I don't want to make this podcast like too, too long. There's so much that we, uh, we could talk about. So many interesting things about Raul and, you know, like what you got going on, your hobbies. I think we can just sit here and have a chat about cars, like your dream car and,
1: oh, you know, right. the why dream is, garage. Oh, I know, right? Like your <laughs> dream
0: garage and all that. We, we, we can sit here and have a talk, but I've saved that conversation for another time. So, guys, here we have it raul aka mr venezuela and once again how can uh people find you on social media
1: uh instagram is at mr venezuela mr underscore venezuela and uh that's probably the easiest uh, you know i'm hardly active on facebook like i have a facebook but it's really just all about ig nowadays <laughs> okay. and uh yeah man
0: okay so, yeah, that's how you can find uh, Raul. Uh, once again, he is a fitness coach. He's an investor, businessman, entrepreneur. And, you know, if you have any questions, please feel free to hit him up on, on, sure. on Instagram. And, yeah, you know, if you guys really enjoyed this, stay tuned. There's a part two coming up sometime down the, uh, the line. And, yeah, we'll we talk about different things as well. Uh, once again, thank you, everybody, for listening. Thank you for tuning in. And I can't wait to... Uh, have my next guest
1: on episode two hey thanks for having me dude and i'm looking forward to another episode all
0: right then bye bye